welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world. These are the folks who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's a pretty simple idea. It's pretty beautiful. We're having a great time doing it, and this week is no different. This week's episode is 127, featuring Erica Melhus. We came to learn of Erica through the work that she's done as co-founder, designer, owner of Norway Brewing Company in, guess guess where? Our favorite state. That's right. Well, our favorite state that we don't live in or were born in, but... Norway, Maine, Norway Brewing Company. Really excited because Erica is one of the featured artists at the Art of Craft Beer event, which is happening September 28th and 29th, right down the road from her in Bridgeton, Maine. So the six degrees of separation are my wife's uncle, Cabin and Harrison. We came to become friends with Will Holmes, who's our partner for the, the Hubbub. Um, he's the owner of Standard Gastro Pub and All Roads Hub, and then he recommended Erica for the podcast, and then from there, we spent a day with Charlie and brewed a beer for the event, for you, full circle, Hakuna Matata, the circle of life, Q Elton John, life is good. So, if you follow along with her, M Botanical on Instagram, you can also follow along with her Etsy, NorwayBrewing.com, Norway Brewing Co. on Instagram. You can see the whole crew over there. Just a bunch of wonderful people. It was a great experience. It wasn't, I don't know if all these collaborations are just like photographs that people take to make it look like they're doing work, but they put me to work and I loved it. I welcomed it and hopefully get to do it again uh, sometime in the future. So I just wanted to once again, as I do in this episode, you know, just publicly thank everybody over there at Norway Brewing Company for just being such good people. You know, we got to break bread, have a few drinks. You know, I got to have a, you know, great special experience in the blending room, really checking out the barrels, you know, and it was just, uh, it was really, really cool. And I just, uh, you know, want to thank, you know, Erica, Charlie, and Will for kind of, you know, hooking that up and uh, looking forward to, to having the beers for you that will be ready at the Hubbub once again, September 28th and 29th. We thank you for checking us out. We thank you for being here. We're the 16-ounce canvas. We are the Art of Craft Beer podcast. You can check us out at 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But we would like to direct your attention to theartofcraftbeer.com. That's really where you should be going to to purchase your tickets for the event. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have limited edition T-shirts and glasses. We have eight amazing artists, which which I think that, you know, just... We have so many great guests here. We're excited just to bring these to you. We have Dean McKeever, Heidi Geist, Earl Holloway, A.J. DeWitt, Erica Nahus, Laura Bramley, Dan Blakesley, Maggie Gagliardi. We also have uh, Philip LeBlanc. He is a Maine-based artist. He's going to be doing some live paintings uh, during the events. Um, he'll be there for two of the sessions. We have O, uh, a food vendor. Oh, Portland, we have Mommy Street Food, we just won uh, Best Japanese Restaurant in Portland, Standard Gastropub, and last but not least, the High Roller Lobster Company. So it's just a lot of fun. We've got live music. Uh, Dan Blakes is going to be performing on Sunday. We've got No Wolfpack, who's performing uh, one of the sessions on Saturday. And it's just, you know, 
we'll be announcing the beer list pretty soon. So we're really, really, really excited. Lastly, really quickly, just kind of wanted to talk to you about what we're doing with our boy Robbie Davis. Two years ago, it was almost three years ago probably now when we when we interviewed Robbie, about two and a half years ago, and he mentioned about this do or die thing that he did. And so then, you know, shortly after we reached out to him to see if he'd want to collab on that, you know, we did our first one in 2017. And now two years later, we're doing it again in 2019. Check out the hashtag 16OZ doodle or die so the 16 ounce doodle or die it's been a lot of fun you know you can see my pain as i try to teach myself uh, how to use illustrator um, i dove in and made the purchase bought my you know adobe license and so it's been a lot of fun having a good time and hopefully you like i said today in the video that we posted out there if you get a chance to just give it a shot one one doodle one drawing you know be creative be you let loose let your freak flag fly say that five times fast but um yeah 16 ounce doodle or die you should do it give it a shot it's just a good uh it's a good adventure we're making a lot of new friends so if you're new it's your first time listening to the podcast because of the 16 ounce doodle or die thank you and uh you're listening to episode 127 let's just get right into it let's celebrate maine celebrate vacation land and you're going to figure out how to get your ass to maine bridge to maine for the Art of Craft Beer hubbub. You don't want to miss it. Check out theartofcraftbeer.com. Tickets are available, but hey, you probably already bought them. They are going fast, so don't be left in the dark. Call for help. Buy those tickets. Episode 127. Here it goes. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from Norway, Maine, one of my favorite places on earth, good old vacation land, Erica Melhus, and uh, really excited to have you be a part of it. We actually um, are excited because Erica is going to be a part of the Art of Craft Beer hubbub event that we're putting on September 28th and 29th in Bridgeton, Maine. So it really just kind of brings it all together. We got to spend some time together, you know, uh, this summer, and it's just really nice to be able to finally, you know, get you on the on the podcast and uh, kind of hear all about your story. So thanks so much, Erica. Yeah, no problem. It's fun. Yeah, it was fun. We, I mean, um, just as kind of a little background, you know, we got to, got to spend the day with uh, with Charlie the Brewery, and our families got together. We broke bread, and so we kind of already did this in, in person, and it was just really nice to kind of, it was yeah. just, it was really natural, and it, it was you know, it's one of those moments that kind of like you know, I always cher- I always cherish, and especially being in Maine, we love Maine so much. But when you have those opportunities, our kids were kind of just getting along and everything worked out pretty pretty perfect so it was it was a great it yeah, was a no, great it was day great. the kids really jammed out and uh now my tour uh, my son tour went to uh befriend your son on minecraft so we have nice to out we'll make that happen see we're bringing people of all ages all ages together on the yeah we just uh yeah they, it was just perfect so it was really great and i think yeah. i mean as anyone listening with kids you know if your kids get along it allows the parents to have kind of a probably exhale a little bit and uh, just kind of enjoy enjoy adult companionship for a little while. So it was like I said, oh it was yeah, a, for sure. It was a, it was a perfect day. So um, yeah, so if you want to follow along with uh, with Erica's work, it's uh, M Botanical on uh, Instagram, and from there you can go to M Botanical uh, on Etsy, see some of the the, the great works that you're doing there. Uh, Erica is an illustrator; she's kind of a, a naturalist botanical illustrator. Uh, does some work with uh, lichens. You know, there's an amazing print that's uh, you know available of of the state of Maine, which is just it's just beautiful. And so, 
Yeah, please uh, check that in, out. In like and form. Yeah, that's uh, the biggest inspiration. But um, I'm trying to, you know, try and do different things. But uh, what has always brought me back to this obsessive, like, action of drawing is to really understand things that I find fascinating. Yeah. And what I love about it, and we'll get into it, but we're going to have to talk about yourself in a minute. But one of the things I love about uh, Erica and, and what she shares is it's part, it's like they're process pieces too. Cause you kind of see the before and kind of the experience and just kind of where you're, you know, just what's your inspiration, just being outside. And so really the, the vibe all ties together of, you know, mother nature, even if you're not necessarily, you know, drawing some, you know, naturalist or, you know, botanical uh, illustrations. It's really, it's really cool just to see, you know, the way, the way you frame it up always kind of just feels like you're in a, you're in a good place, you know, literally. So it's awesome. <clears throat> like a very moody. Yeah, it's good. It makes me like, yeah. damn, I wish I was back there. But so what's, uh, <laughs> so Erica, what is, what is your story? How did you kind of find your, you know, your love of, of design and, and, and drawing and illustration, you know, kind of take us back a little bit. Okay, well, I um, <laughs> I grew up as a military brat. My father was in the Air Force, so we moved around a lot. And I've always been drawn to drawing, creating, uh, gluing random objects together, trying to make clothes for my stuffed animals, always trying to manipulate materials in front of me to create some kind of thing. So uh, naturally, like, I turned into one of those art class geeks who every time we got to go to the art room, it was like, yes, this is my world. And um, so really I have to attribute a lot of my art teachers growing up for um, really nurturing uh, that interest that I had and giving me a place that I felt like, oh, this is, this is what I should be doing. Like this, I, I don't play sports really. I'm not into uh, like, academic club stuff so um art always felt like that's kind of where I felt at home fit in um so uh, with growing up changing schools a lot uh moving around a lot I lived in North Africa I lived in Europe uh and so I got a very uh broad range of different um education different seeing different things going to all kinds of different cities and countries and seeing lots of cool stuff so when it was time to go to college, I definitely knew I wanted to go to art school. Um, originally thought I was going to go for painting, but then as soon as I got there, I fell in love with uh, furniture making and uh, furniture design. <laughs> so I completely like turned around, started doing all 3D work, uh, majored in uh, woodworking furniture design at Maine College of Art in Portland, Maine. And... Um, worked professionally in that for a few years after college, uh, living overseas in Europe, which is like, that was a whole nother crazy lifetime um, as an adult. (laughs) And found that uh, as much as I enjoyed that process for myself, that me doing it professionally for other people was not giving me the fulfillment that I needed. And it was just really stressing me out most of the time. So I was trying to figure out what else I, I really like to do and um, at the same time I had started working professionally in the craft beer industry. Um, my partner uh, Magna, he uh, was working as a brewer at uh, Lerveig in Savanda 
And um, I was working at a beer bar called Cardinal, which has like 600 different beers, crazy uh, big beer nerd um, bar. And so I was really into the beer industry. Magna was really into the beer industry. We always wanted to do something together. So when we opened the brewery, uh, it really gave me my chance to push like all of my interest in the place with um, kind of environmental design and creating an environment, creating an atmosphere, creating a brand, and um, <clears throat> all the visual and physical components that go with it. So it kind of really opened up me to me to figure out exactly what it was that I wanted to do, and um, I kind of went way back to where I, where I originally started, and it was just drawing things to understand them as a kid, just really being fascinated with drawing layouts of stuff and um, architectural plans, plants, animals, different things that I could uh, interpret and then feel like once I drew it, I have the confidence that I understand this thing. And uh, so now I'm going back to that, applying that to just different avenues and horizons. And it's been a really fun adventure into the professional world of illustration so far. See, you're natural. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a very roundabout way to get here. <laughs> yeah, right. By way of uh, different continents and countries and experiences, it kind of uh, allowed you, you know, your outlet. But the furniture making one, I, I did not see that one coming. So that was, uh, that was definitely... <laughs> it felt so right at the time. Like, this is what I should be doing. This is exactly what I need to be doing. And then I was doing it, and it was, it, it just wasn't, um, I don't know, maybe if I had a a whole different outcome to my life it would have been different but of course it would have been but at the time it just wasn't giving me what I felt was going to make me happy so it was it was really hard to look at something that I'd put all this investment into and really like said oh this is what I'm putting all my money on and then being like I hate this <laughs> and have to walk away from that and start from scratch all over again but luckily I, I really did enjoy my education and it did give me a lot of what I, I needed to get through all the other places I'm finding myself in adulthood. So. There you go. Yeah, I think that having the, the wonderful experience of, of being there at Norway, it, there's definitely, there's a vibe to it. You know, there's definitely, it's very thoughtful, the layout, you know, everything that's there. You know, from a furniture design, that actually makes makes sense when we were talking before, you know, talking while I was there, that you designed all the benches outside and, you know, all, you know, so it really kind of, has that really architecture, you know, with the the wood and everything outside on the on the on the patio, so to speak. So that's really I, I, it makes more sense now when you know, he was telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. And also to clarify, so the whole Norway growing, Norway, Norway thing is. Um, so my partner Magna is uh, half Norwegian, and he was born in the country of Norway. Moved to the states as a kid, um, and we met when we were both living in Portland, Maine. And then in 2008, we moved over to Stavanger, Norway, the country, for six years, and then back to Maine to live in Norway, the town of Norway, Maine, to open Norway Brewing Company. So we are the only Norwegians in Norway, Maine, now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. I mean it's just funny. Yeah, and the 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 joke was you know, that was shared. It was that you know we weren't going to put up a Norwegian flag and we weren't going to have trolls in the first. You know the first label is a troll and there's a huge Norwegian flag on the on the patio. Yeah, so, so. it's cool. It's vintage. We're rolling with it. It's fine. 
Yeah, no, it's really, uh, it's really great. I think it's, uh, like I said, it was, it was a, it was a great experience for me. It was something that uh, was really special. But um, so, like I said, you follow along uh, M Botanical, E M Botanical on Instagram. You can kind of see the process. You can see your your drawings. But you know, what is, you know, you're 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 doing everything's by hand. You know, it's really cool to to see that. You know how you you bring these things to life. But with your um, your lichen prints, how are you how are you making those? Like it just seems like a very unique process and and output. What how how are you kind of melding you know the the rawness of nature into these these art pieces? So a lot of um, with like the kind of lichen landscapes and the geographical um, kind of land maps, like I do like the shape of states and. Um, I'm going to maybe do some countries. We'll see. Uh, I take the geographical outline of the, you know, the border and it really works well when you're working with states and um, land masses that are against water. Cause you really start to see the way that uh, the natural patterns of things really repeat themselves as they expand and change. So um, I'll take a look at the first, the shape and um, with that, I'll reference out a lot of atlases and stuff. Um, haven't really used Google Maps much for it just because I really like working with old books and prints. Um, then I'll research what the native species to that area is and um, I'll reference a lot of photographs. If I'm lucky enough to be in the area, I'll collect specimens and then I'll take them back to my studio and like, there's this whole thing with petri dishes and misters and lenses and lights. And I really spend a lot of time um, studying them and getting to know them and doing sketches. And then what I like to do is reference a lot of either uh, photos from either books or pictures I've taken or live specimens that I have. And it's kind of like collaging it together, I suppose. So most of the little micro landscapes and kind of arrangements that I draw aren't, they don't exist in real life. I'll look at like one reference material for this very specific, like, species of grass and I'll look at another photo or another reference material for the mushroom I put in there and then something else for something else so I really like relying on um, looking at real objects as reference but when I put them together it's more an uh, impression of what it is uh, but really studying the species and, and finding all of the really awesome cool nuances that they have lichen is really amazing if you ever spend some time with it uh and so taking that really thinking about it putting the folds of the um specimen like where the leaves scroll around where river valleys would be and uh just having fun with it and creating my own space <laughs> mostly uh it's it's really um obsessive but it's like where I really like to spend my time and if I could spend all of my time doing that that'd be awesome so this is what I'm trying to make a career out of it yeah so part yeah. so part of the process is is being out in nature and just kind of far, oh, foraging sure. and finding things that you know so it's it's uh it's a sensory exploration as well as the creative process oh for sure there's a reason I live in the main woods because yeah. I, I need to have that around me i need to be able to go outside at any time of the day any kind of weather to see like what's going on how do i understand this how do i interpret this what do i want to collect um and i really love spending a lot of time 
looking at things. It's like really looking at things and kind of breaking it down. And you look at one little spot on your yard and you think like the entire drama of some like life cycling universe that's going on in such the, the smallest little bit. Um, I get lost in it. It's kind of, I, I really enjoy it. And I think uh, a lot of my kind of more fans who are starting to follow my work are really into that too. And it's kind of presenting that calm space that you just really want to focus your energy on. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's the the beauty of it is the uniqueness of it. It's it's really it's something, you know, that you're creating this, but you all that work going and doing that research ahead of time is something that doesn't you don't see that, you know, the creation, but it's really, you know, when you, that's why I really like that you share kind of the, the process or, you know, where you are and kind of, it paints a, it paints a larger picture, you know, no pun intended of, of, of what you're working on. And I, that's, yeah. that's been cool for me. I, I always, you know, a lot of people make different choices of what they share. Some are just finished pieces, but, you know, even just like recently you had a, like a Mad Hatter piece or, you know, the hat. Yeah. And, and you saw the various, you know, sketches of it. And it was just kind of cool to see that, that evolve yeah yeah i'm still working so my instagram right now is kind of like an active live portfolio like there are finished products because especially right now with the label design i don't always have like a finished painting or piece or you know ink thing in front of me the finished piece is a product so i enjoy really posting about the process because that is but I'm like a huge like nerdy David Attenborough amateur naturalist who like runs around in my woods with like little jars and butterfly nets and magnifying glasses and it's it's, it's kind of adorable and fun and that's how I, I love growing up as a kid and how I want my kids to find like fascination so it's, it's part of the story so and I should start including more like professional finished works as well but it's always an evolving process i mean i think you're yeah you're probably selling yourself a little short i definitely think you do you know you show what you're you know some things and you have your prints available like i said we'll plug in on etsy and you know you'll see them at the yeah at the hubbub you know what have you but you know i really think it's just um yeah i think for me i don't know i take more away from when i can see the the process and the i guess in a way like the vulnerability of, of what you're working on because it's you know the lines aren't finished it hasn't been shaded and you're just kind of you know kind of just dumping where, where you're at right at that moment it's kind of like a nice oh, yeah. snapshot of things yeah and it's it i mean for me i especially like that is why i fell in love with woodworking furniture design is i crave the process and i the the finished product becomes at some point <laughs> Like, I shouldn't say this is a professional, almost negligible to me, because for me, it's all about how I get there. That's my personal game in, in what I'm working on. Um, but I, it is nice to have finished works that you, I, I never feel like I'm completed with everything, anything. I never feel like I have enough time to finish anything to what I, what I uh, want it to be. So in turn, I've kind of almost trained myself to really make it all about getting there. Yeah, I, I do, especially after you have kids sitting down yeah. for a few hours with like your headphones on is heaven. Pretty amazing, real heaven. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is amazing. Right, well, yeah. How can I do more of this? Right, yeah. when you were saying like, oh, when I just kind of have these things that aren't finished, and as a parent, there's kind of 
That's kind of like a life thing. There's just a lot of stuff that, like, yeah. it's like, oh, life's yeah. life's unfinished. <laughs> right. I'm just kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of just like a fade, fades out a little bit here and there, and you kind of just yeah. like, take what you can get. That's why, yeah, usually when we do this, the editing on Thursday nights, we're usually, you know, that's like our one night. We'll put everybody to bed and just kind of, and, you know, my wife will be like, well, you're up to, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I feel it the next day. Like I definitely don't rebound like I used to, but yeah, it's yeah. just nice. Like it's my it's my time, and it's it's doing something. It's not it's not forced. It's not working on a proposal. It's just like creating, and so that's so I don't know. It, it makes it all worth it's it. A little bit of mental masturbation, you know. <laughs> it's it's what I don't know. I I'm not a religious person per se, but it's what I feel like validates my existence is the fact that I'm working through this thing that I feel like. I just need to do and it's really hard to explain um wh- why why I have to do it I don't know why I have to do it <laughs> but uh it's when you're doing it you're like yeah okay this feels right I need to do this and of course it's challenging it's not easy it's really hard sometimes um but trying I'm in the process of trying to turn that into a full-time career that I can afford to spend my days doing this all the time uh, which, you know, my entire life, our brand, the brewery has almost been this huge, like master plan to facilitate this lifestyle for myself where I can spend that time doing that. Um, again, it's all about getting there. Maybe I'll figure it out one day right now. I'm still running around screaming like I'm on fire. most of the time. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a good place to be on fire. Means a, means a wonderful place to be on fire, I guess. So it's, uh, <laughs> And definitely, I mean, I think if you're trying to, where you are is perfect for what you're trying to do. So I think it's, and what I love about being up there is the interconnectivity of the community, right? Because we, we met Will through being, through my, yeah. you know, we met Will through my, you know, going up there through my, you know, my wife's uncle. And then through that, him, we met you. And so it's like this whole, and everyone we met, there's, it's very, there's a couple degrees of separation. Like after we, you know. We're, you know, we're in uh, Harrison, you know, we went to Portland for a few days and we, like a few of our previous guests, you know, we all kind of got together for drinks, you know, at Navari and it was just like, it was nice because like, most people knew each other or 50, you know, 50, 60% of the people knew, knew somebody there. So it was just, it just, I just feel like up there, it's really the, the everything's connected, not only with nature, but just w- with each other. And it's just a, it's a, it, it's a, it's our happy place for sure. Well, I mean, I feel like Maine definitely attracts people who want to do something and they really believe in it. So when you have all these people in Maine that they, we have a lot of amazing tight knit brewing community in Maine and um, everyone who has their breweries in Maine are just super jazzed about having a brewery. Like what, this is my life stream. This is what I'm going to make work. So when you have that many passionate people, like they all want to get together and share that. And um, I love it when um, the kind of industry gets together and we all get to share ideas and just hang out and vibe off each other's energy. And I'm really enjoying now the overlap with uh, people in the creative world, design world, uh, overlapping in the brewery world because uh, crafters definitely have that drive to do something in a very specific way that is not profitable not quick not fast you just do it because you want it to be, you want to make something great so uh definitely draws the same kind of person i think and uh like heidi i love i enjoy her work and we've collaborated on a few pieces together and 
she's done some work for our, our brand uh, at Norway Brewing. And um, I get, I, I'm just always meeting the coolest people all the time. And it is how I want to spend my life and the people I want to associate with. So it's, it's, it is exactly where I want to be. That's why main is great. has a lot of passionate people. Hell yeah. I mean, that's really, that's been the beauty. I always say the beauty of the project is that we look at the map now we've 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 gone you know we've gone some international stuff too. So like I look at the you know look at the globe and I see it as different new friends I have all over the place. So I want to just oh, yeah. meet and collaborate and break bread, have drinks and do other stuff with and just kind of it's just been it's it's been yeah it's really made things uh it's just nice to, to find all these like minded folks. You know we don't you know you don't agree on everything, but that's not really at the point. It's just kind of sharing a similar you know wavelength or a vibe and just kind of a, a perception of things and so. Yeah, I mean, you're a great you you're a great example of that. So it was just uh, it really just kind of it fit perfectly. Yeah, and it's a group of people who are definitely not taking the easy way out. That's for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing easy about owning a brewery, um, uh, except for getting beer. That's, that's the easy part. Yeah, the beers are the beers are deli- the beers are delicious. So I was definitely uh, it, was, it was cool. It was a that was a cool experience. Yeah, no, and you and you and uh, Magna got to hang out and and brew together, and that was it was, that was, it awesome. was a fucking awesome day. Like I got to put the work. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't easy. Yeah, I've, I've was... home I've home brewed before, and like it was, it's easy to carry that shit around. But it was like, hey, carry these, and I'm like, these are all fifty pound bags. I'm like, all right, glad I, I felt like it was like a training session. It was yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, no, we we uh, we definitely like to do it the sweaty way. That's, yeah. that's part of it. It was a good workout. Um, yeah, and... I my. <laughs> it is a workout. I I don't do so much with the brewing process anymore because you know working with your partner day to day to day to day to day in like very intense close proximity is not maybe the healthiest way to pursue a marriage. Um, but uh, it's working out now. He's really harnessing like his role at the brewery, and I am still you know doing the like label design stuff, but. Uh, I'm now getting the space and the time, especially as my kids getting older, to pursue my career on a more full time. And we are back. Did you get it, folks? So what? This episode is interesting because Eric and I have a good vibe. We talk, so try to find a stopping point. It was just a really just kind of natural conversation back and forth that you know, sometimes it becomes hard not when, when editing to, to find that middle point in the interview where it's a, a clear-cut stop. So we just chopped it right in the middle. So there's no rhyme or reason. We do appreciate all the positive feedback and comments that we get, but we're just kind of, we're learning how we go each week. We're actually reaching out to a few other podcast folks to try to learn ways to do better live interviews, trying to adapt that. You know, we have some opportunities, I think, for, for later in the year where doing them in person might be really cool. Maybe we'll do them live with an audience. You know, I, I don't know. And a lot of times when the mic gets turned on here and I just say stuff, we don't know what's going to happen. So anything is possible. And that's what we like to, you know, that's what we hopefully you take away from this. That anything's possible. I can't promise you a job. You know, I can't promise you success, whatever you define it as. But I can tell you one thing. If you work really hard, 
then you'll be true to yourself, you know, and you'll get fulfillment. And that, that, you know, some days that's enough. And, you know, today's one of those days. And we're really happy to be here with you. We appreciate what you do. We're excited to, you know, spend some time with, you know, Magna and Erica and Will and our, our crew up in Maine. You know, it's really just um, every summer we go up there, we think we couldn't love it, you know, anymore. And then we find these new opportunities and new people and new experiences and then new restaurants and new places to go. And it just kind of, it's just, um, it's a beautiful thing. So if you haven't had a chance to, please, 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 please spend some time up there in Maine and tell them we sent you. Just them. Yeah, just just tell them we sent you. Yeah, they'll, they'll know. They'll know. But all right, this is a great episode. Remember, you can check out Erica's work on Instagram, M Botanical, E-M Botanical. And then from there, you can go to her Etsy page, check the crew at Norway Brewing. Norwaybrewing.com is the website. We've got a special beer, maybe or two coming up for you. So I'm really excited to be able to, you know, our first collaboration Charlie was gentle, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Really great experience that, like I said before, hopefully get to do that again. Um, I guess it'll depend on you know if the beer if the beer's really good, then it was all me. If you don't like it, then you know it's it's you. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking. But um, yeah, like I said, it was just uh, it was just a great experience, and we really had a lot, had a lot of fun. And it's uh, it just uh, amplifies, you know, magnifies, you know, they say it pairs well with, you know, that just paired well with Maine, the experience. And it was uh, really cool to be able to, to share that with you. So that'll be happening in a few weeks. We go back up there. Hopefully we're going back up there with you. Let's see what administrative stuff we have. Remember to use the, t- the hashtag 16OZCanvas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or 16OZCanvas. This month of September 2019 is our doodle or die. We've already had a lot of fun, and we're going to continue to try to do it every day. You know, sharing stuz on our story, 16OZCanvas.com backslash store. Do me a favor and pick up those Dunehager limited edition 16-ounce canvas glasses. Those are still available. And then since I'm just kind of hawking all sorts of wares, theartofcraftbeer.com. Go there, see all the great artists we have Amazing food, live music, crazy artist. We'll be dropping the beer list on you soon. We're trying to work some special treats for you, and it's just going to be wonderful. So let's get back into this episode 127. Erica Mahus, Norway Brewing Company, 16-ounce canvas. That's how we do it. Well, we love it. We love to hear that, yeah. I mean, and it's cool. And the, what you're talking about before about the artists and Heidi and other folks, like, you have um, Ghost Shrimp who does does some stuff, and yeah. you use some labels. Then you're talking about uh, when I was there, a new member of the team who you you know you love what she's doing, and I think that's oh yeah, as Maddie, a, she's great. Yeah, Maddie Rose Templeton, she is fantastic illustrator. You can find her work at Common Ground this fall. So cool, yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I, I like that. Her, it's she genuine. Can do yeah. some stuff for us as well. Yeah, there you go get put to work, Maggie. There we go. But yeah, I, I love that because it's 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 genuine and it's like oh we're excited and to have different people and be you know and have that be part of the brand and you know what have you and you have to wear all these different hats, but to have that like <laughs> okay this person's this person's a better fit for this type of label than me and to be able to to kind of see it like in that big picture is you know life. yeah like I I don't really have an ego about it exactly. uh, when I know when I know somebody can do something very specific if I can afford their work I am gonna go in and get it because that it when when i'm creating like the kind of different 
identities for each product as Magna is making the beer and the names and all that stuff. And I have to, we work together on, on kind of coming up with some imagery that will go with it. And if it's in my wheelhouse, of course I'll do it because, you know, I, I enjoy doing it and then we don't have to pay another artist, um, which at times is, is, can be expensive, but definitely worth it. <laughs> I say always pay your artists very well because, you know, the more you give us work, the better work we'll make and everything will be more awesome. Um, but yeah, if I have someone, I'm like, my my friend Kevin Donahoe did our uh, Grumpa Lumpa Gift Scroll and I knew that was like totally his style. So hit him up for that. Uh, my friend Dan um, Go Shrimp, he does this very specific style that I had envisioned for some of these other brands that we're doing for Mr. Grumpy Pants and Glorious Bastard. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll do the seasonal stuff, anything with botanical uh, kind of edge to it. And then uh, what we're, we, we just can today, and I have in front of me right now, is the Lust for Gold IPA with this new label, which is, uh, was an incredibly crazy personal piece that took me way too long. But um, I'm really fortunate. Everyone was super patient for me to finish it because I think it did come out really well. It's uh, kind of this overgrown mountain pyramid thing that just trails off into eternity. And it's just uh, covered in random crap that's like in various amounts of decay. So you could find the label on my Instagram. It's, it's on there right now. But it's, uh, it was, that was quite the process. But I, I'm really excited to do more and more of these projects that I can really involve a lot of my um, kind of personal life and personal kind of struggles and pour it into something that, that comes out really detailed. And <laughs> Yeah, it was great. You showed us that we were there and it was fun to look in to see kind of the, the, the story within the story of what you kind of hiding or throwing in the in the bushes <laughs> so to speak and it was yeah. you know, it was cool yeah it's it's kind of fun um it's it's like a hidden pictures thing almost and so this one i created uh a hundred percent digitally which was kind of a challenge for me i usually love to work uh in pen and ink and uh well pencils and i'll, I'll ink over it and then if i'm doing color i use uh alcohol-based inks and copic markers which they have this depending on the paper you use have various uh abilities to blend or seep into the paper sit on top of the paper it's, it's kind of like working with uh watercolors but they react completely differently uh so it's nothing like watercolors but <laughs> it's wet i guess um and when i now that i've gotten the ipad pro which is making my graphic design part of the process way faster because now I can create work digitally instead of having to do all the by hand stuff and then transpose all that into a digital realm I can start from scratch on the digital uh, and it, it, it is really cool I have to say I never thought I would love it as much as I do but the iPad Pro has definitely changed making digital work for me they make it really easy and it responds well to my personal technique, which I love drawing on very smooth surfaces. So um, with this, there was figuring that out, but I, I really started to find a process with it for being able to create all these different lines and involve all these different things and then work with the 
you know, color on top of that uh, without having to go back and scan and edit and scan and edit and vector and vector and vector. So it uh, hopefully we can see more of these really cool, intricate labels coming up. I yeah I I, mean, I I like it and I've I've heard that I've heard that same thing people I mean people go back and forth on it they still like to be old school and analog but yeah I still I still draw paper all the time every day yeah. oh yeah yeah but I when I'm yeah but even just that like you can take a picture of it or scan it in and put it into the iPad and then you know do all sorts of new stuff with it it's been it's yeah it's pretty cool um I it's uh yeah oh, it's been fun changes changes are right. so much more so easier. I think Whereas that's always before, for me, yeah, like yeah. the edits. Mm-hmm. Some folks, the edits, it's like, the, oh. the process, that, that comes in the true skill of the professional is how well do you handle changing your work <laughs> um, as opposed to just making it. So um, I uh, definitely have had fun dynamics as my number one client currently is my partner. So when he comes in, he's like, oh, how about we just change all of that? I'm like, what? but I, I really like that part of it. And, you know, then it gets weird and personal, but that's why I love working with other people because I know <laughs> it's really hard to work with your partner, especially on things that you take very seriously. Now, how are you, you were saying before, sometimes you'll use other folks, you know, whatever, or you'll do it. How do you, how do you decide? Is it based on the beer? Is it based on amount of time for when you've got to can that or, or bottle it? You know, what's the, what's the process like there? So, uh, well, it depends on the product. Sometimes we'll like pop out a seasonal beer and we're like, okay, we need, a li- and depending on the printer, I'm like, okay, this beer is coming out in four to six weeks. That means we need a label in two days. All right. So it, depending on who I'm working with and what we're doing, um, the less for old label, we originally were going to try to release that way earlier, but it was just one of those things that I wanted to get it right. So we took the extra time and, you know, went a whole nother batch before canning so we can get the, the branding of that one correct. Uh, but most of the time we sit down, uh, drink the beer if we've made it, hopefully, uh, most of the time we have, uh, and talk about the, the title and kind of what goes into it, what's in the beer, what about this beer do you want to make visible, um, what you know? What are the different characteristics that you want to highlight, maybe on the packaging? So uh, we'll talk about, you know, how we interpret this product. You know, bounce some ideas off a couple different people, and I'll start in with, you know, some sketches and ideas. Uh, I've had a lot of real bad ideas <laughs> for pair labels, but uh, we we always keep those on the stack, and then just you know go through some different mock-ups. And when we settle on something, then I'll go into, you know, the final artwork on that. Hopefully not have to change it too many times. Um, I tend to like to keep things simpler on the packaging for some of the stuff. And then some brands, it's like, it depends on like, how are you drinking this beer? Like Lust for Gold, you could really sit down and stare at that can for a long time. Um, Life's a Peach, that's a barrel aged peach farmhouse sale you could really sit down and stare at that label for a long time because it's pretty complex beer whereas like the pilsners and stuff you know it's like okay this is i want it to be more of a recognizable object from a distance instead of something that you become more intimate with so there's a little bit of that a little bit of storytelling a little bit of trying to put uh our vibe as a company out there 
uh, we definitely are going for more like this artistic conglomerate thing where it's really about the area we're at, how we're expressing ourselves and how we're fitting into, you know, our place in the community. And so we kind of just reflect things that we find valuable to ourselves and that's creative energy and hanging out and good times and good food and just really loving that. A little bit of all that and wrap it up in a design and, you know, eight edits later, we're there. Yeah, I think the the living the the, the living together kind of gives the, the feedback cycle is probably a lot longer because it's it's yeah it's done it's done in a different a different <laughs> setting with magnet. Yeah, it's it's done in my in my studio, which is like directly across where our kids are like played, <laughs> trying to get it all together. But uh, like I said, now that they're they're both in school, it it definitely gives us the time to be like, okay, this is work time. And when we're done with work time, we're on family time. Whereas the last three years have just been this like crazy wave of everything's at once. So it's, uh, I don't know if it's going to get any easier, but I'm definitely making better work. So hopefully something's going right. Yeah. And I think it's definitely, and, yeah. I, and even, even kind of just like the, the fun of it. Right. Cause I mean, if someone was listening from the outside, it, it sounds, you know, it's definitely intense. It's serious, especially, you know, with the brewery, everything is very you know, measured and calculated. But one of the, one of the labels I think that kind of encapsulates or is a good representation of, of the fun of the brewery is, uh, you know, the impersonator one, which if you haven't seen is kind of the, you know, the old, the, the big, the, the glasses with the big nose oh, yeah, and the mustache. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's like, it's super fun and it definitely, it's cool on the you know the Norway Instagram you have the whole staff you know kind of yeah. you know, rocking that you know there's you know Corey's on one and you're on one and so it's just it's uh it's a lot of fun which is cool yeah no that one was really fun and um we uh we originally named the beer uh the backstory on that one a little bit it's fun um we have a good friend of ours his name is uh his last name is Person but he at the time would only drink PBR and we're like hey dude come on we're making this beer. It's so good. Why are you still drinking that? Come on, dude. So Magda swore when he had a brewery, he would make a beer that Eric would drink. And then we we're like, well, of course we have to call it impersonator because, you know, it's Eric person. And also the fact that we're trying to create a beer to replace his addiction to PBR, which, you know, now he lives a much healthier lifestyle and has replaced drinking with bike riding and exercise. So good for you. But uh but the legend lives on and so we we've made the the impersonator token. And it's good. So yeah, check that one out yeah, too. Yeah, it's good. I love that beer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, good one. Yeah, check out Norway Brewing Co or Norwaybrewing.com and you can kinda Meet some of the crew, see what you're gonna get yourself into. We got some stuff lined up for the, the event. We're really excited about. I don't oh know, just yeah, a, come drink some tasty beer then in Bridge. It was uh, definitely a you know a really cool cool experience. So we talked before, you know, um, you know, you kind of when you put your headphones in, kind of like your your happy time, your your kind of getaway space. What do you what are you listening to when you're creating? Like, what's the what's the soundtrack? What do you what do you got going? Okay, so. It's kind of a, all right, I really love um, Daft Punk and kind of that more electronic disco mm-hmm. kind of stuff while I'm trying. Um, there's this other artist called Uppermost that I really, really love to listen to when I drop. 
Um, I also listen to a lot of shoe days <laughs> and um, podcasts. A uh, big fan of last podcast on the left. Uh, my buddy's Ghost Shrinking Friends podcast. Um, this now this podcast is fun to listen to when I draw. It kind of depends on what I'm doing. Journey uh, three for sure, which is amazing. Uh, violin, guitar, drums, some like the late nineties. It's so good. But mostly just music I can like just kind of drift off in or conversations or ideas. It's it's it is escapism in essence. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm I'm a musician myself, so uh that's kind of like if I'm not listening to it, I'm trying to play it. If I'm not playing it, I'm drawing to it. And I'm this is kind of the going forward. I'm trying to really create my life going forward now that I'm getting older and just really trying to make it count um just filling my entire day all the time with something that is going towards what I want to get out of life and not necessarily what I'm expected to get out of life so uh maybe not the most profitable and you know fortunesome but uh I'm hoping that like I said it is is really all about the process right we're all just gonna die so might as well enjoy the ride. That got dark pretty quick, but um, <laughs> no, 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 but <laughs> we're all just gonna die. Yeah, so, fucking you know, just yeah. Get just, on it. <laughs> just gonna, yeah, might as well listen to this podcast. We're about to die, but um, yeah. no, but I think, but I think the term profit, right, and you know, and in fulfillment is a is a variable term. It doesn't always mean you know. Obviously, it'd be great to have more you know more zeros in the in the bank account, but I think that oh yeah yeah doing something that you love and you know being a good you know example to your kids to to be their true self. I think really that's the kind of the the real fulfillment or the real kind of value in life, which is you know what you guys are doing. Trying to make it work, uh, I it is definitely challenging, but I do feel like it is it is worth it. Oh yeah, there's no yeah, there's no like yeah. bo- there's no handout like it's like all right, you're in charge of a human being and like there's no yeah. rules there's no and it's like oh that's kind of yeah, scary. Good. When you have your child and they're like, you're just gonna let me go home with this baby, I, me with the baby alone. Okay, thank thank you. You know like I I'm like, not being... I'm not gonna have to. You just uh, have to dive in, and I think. Uh, a lot of my life has just been diving in, diving in, diving in. Right. And I've definitely gotten bruised up a few times. Oh, I love it. I love my friends who don't have kids yet or, or didn't have kids before. And they're kind of like, oh, you, I'm like, I fucking like my siblings. I can't like I love them, but like I cannot wait till they oh, have yeah. kids. Like it's going to be awesome. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to buy oh, the yeah. noisiest like, fucking <laughs> toys and the yes. most annoying shit like putty. Like I love my sister Taylor. She works for crazy errands but like i got that shit all over in places like you want you know and so i just i can't oh yeah I the can't putty. and wait. then it and then it molds too. yeah it's so much fun like, but like it, don't... Then, yeah then it just doesn't they never put it away they go like, oh, the metal yeah. tin it never goes back in the metal tin you find it in weird no, it weird places yeah so yeah. i can't wait yeah. so but yeah i mean i agree i think you just kind of you gotta roll with the punches literally sometimes and make the best of it and it's it's exciting because i'm like I said, we we got to share some time together, and it was it was really nice. And you know, you're you have wonderful kids and a wonderful family, and so it was really it was really special. Well, I'm looking forward to you coming up again because yeah, we'll definitely have some good time. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna. I think we're we're trying to figure out how to. I think we're gonna bring bring the whole the whole the whole crew with us up to to Maine. So 
we'll probably take two okay. cars. We'll probably just to be, I'll probably go before, a day or two early to, to get everything, get going. But um, as, as someone who's doing this crazy thing called life and has had these experiences, what kind of, you know, would you have any advice for somebody maybe a little, you know, earlier on who wants to maybe make a career out of doing art or just is, feel that that's their calling? You know, I always think it's really cool to, get kind of a perspective, you know, and kind of give advice because we get people who listen at yeah. different phases of their career. Well, I mean, I'd say a couple different, what, <laughs> one workshop I took at Haystack back when I was 18 and uh, the instructor, Grace Ann Warren, she's an acoustic artist, and she, she said to me, she's like, you know, sometimes you just have to eat cold cereal for like a year to make it happen. And I definitely felt that. Like, where you're like, I am pulling nothing in. I don't know how I'm going to make anything come together. I don't know how I'm going to pay for anything, but you just have to keep doing it and live as simply as possible. So definitely become adaptive to that could be a reality, but you do get through it. It's not going to be easy, but don't get caught up in where you're always trying to get to. More just like, look at the work you're doing in front of you at that moment and try to make that your best and then you know it's only going to evolve from there there you go boom there you go yeah we uh (laughs) yeah we had a guest um uh pj de villiers and he's in norway which is one of our cooler experiences just because He's actually in Norway. You're in Norway. Kind of, we'll, we'll sing yeah, you guys up. Yeah, I, I still haven't met him. We should probably hang out and have a beer. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he he was born in South Africa, which you, I think you said you were there. Then he moved to New York, or Connecticut, actually. Then he lived in New York City, and he calls like the period while he was there. Like you're saying, your cold cereal. He was like, he ref, like we were talking, and he was like, I ate so much spaghetti, and so like I was oh, talking, yeah. to him, and spaghetti I was like, spaghetti was art school for me. I can't eat spaghetti anymore yeah. actually it's all this <laughs> like, i overdid it on spaghetti yeah that's what i said i was like so you're sp- like you're spaghetti ears and he's like yeah i guess i never really thought of it like that so yeah we were just kind of we we're kind of joking about that but yeah i think that and then you know my wife you know we'd always be like putting things away or saving and it was like well, you know and we we had a loss you know a couple of years ago her mother passed away and it was like what are we what is all this saving for when like you're like you're saying before like we don't know it will be here tomorrow, right? You gotta kind of, you also find it to enjoy today and really make the best of it. And so, I think yeah. having having a, that perspective, you know, is really important. Yeah, but sometimes it's big picture stuff, and sometimes it's just the moment. So sometimes you have ice cream uh, for dinner, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's sometimes you have cereal for dinner. <laughs> Yeah, we make and that's okay too. Yeah, we make it. We make a we make a bucket list like every season for the like we all sit down. We have like a family meeting and just throw out nice. crazy crazy ideas and like I'm pretty sure uh, ice cream for dinner is on every one of those. It's like a to do. Yeah, like, that's do, great. It's so great. Yeah, it's just like what I you know like it's all right. You know we're we're trying to be as healthy as we can, but it's like I don't know when you eat, eat, you un- eat un- yeah you eat unhealthy once in a while you 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 kind of uh, it shocks your uh, your taste buds a little bit and it's like oh, okay there there you are yeah well yeah so i i definitely love indulging myself i i'm trying to maintain or at least lead an example for my children that promotes a healthy lifestyle but uh yeah i i, I do love my beer <laughs> it's literally your beer, right? Because I mean, it, was even it is literally my beer. Yes, I mean, I in a way, uh, Magna made it. I just, you know, cried about it. 
that's all right. It's all it's all it's all tied together. It's 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 the same universe. But um, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I just want to uh, yeah, thank you so much, Erica. And I'm excited to showcase your work. And uh, yeah, some I love the Magna and the crew, and uh, tell Thor and Ruby we'll we'll see them soon. And um, yeah, it was just it was like I said. I I mean, I I thanked you guys, and it was uh, it was a special trip, and we look forward to it. And uh, we're just really uh, yeah, really. You guys are really special, so thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, cool. I'll talk to you soon, Erica. Which is funny. Like I, right, I text you. with you and Charlie and like Will, so it's like we're just like having basically having that conversation like publicly now. So it's like kind of weird. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because like I'll, I'll text you later, we like, hey, what's up? Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's cool. All right. Well we'll, uh, we'll Minecraft later with the kids and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, man. All right, bye. Bye. And there you have it, folks. The essential Erica Melhus interview right here on the 16-ounce canvas, episode 127. Oh, my. Yes, yes, yes. M. Botanical on Instagram. M. Botanical on Etsy. Norway Brewing Co. on Instagram. Norwaybrewing.com on the World Wide Webs. Remember... Eric will be one of our featured artists at Hubbub, the Art of Craft Beer, which will be happening September 28th and 29th in Bridgeton, Maine. It's going to be awesome. We have eight artists showcasing their work. We have a live painter. We have live music, killer food, killer beer. First event ever at the All Roads Hub in Bridgeton, Maine. It is going to be a great time. Kind of a perfect way to welcome fall. Probably one of my favorite seasons. Maybe the favorite season. So, good people, good food, good vibes, art, beer, Maine, you, me, do, it. Circle gets the square. So, you've been listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Remember to... Check off all the boxes, 16OZ Canvas on all your social sites. Get a little creative, get a little weird. 16OZ, doodle or die. Me and Mr. Robbie Davis. And it's just a lot of fun. A lot of great people, a lot of great artists. If you're, like I said, if this is your first time checking us out, we thank you for being here. Never hurts to uh, click on the, the five stars wherever you're podcasting, wherever you're getting your podcast on, or, or leave a review or. What we what means a lot to us also maybe just you know tell a friend you know send the link over to them or text them or DM share retweet I don't know whatever the kids are doing these days and just spread the word we have amazing archive we are blessed to have met so many wonderful people you know in 3D and virtually and we love to you know share that with you each and every week here so if you're looking to introduce us you know use the the 16OZ Canvas hashtag, or you can just shoot me an email, aj at 16OZCanvas.com. I would love to hear from you. Like I said, we are truly blessed. We're humbled. We've met some amazing artists. We've met some amazing people. And that's one of the great reasons why we're able to, you know, bring the Art of Craft Beer, you know, show, the, the hubbub, 
to Maine because we've met wonderful people. And from them, you know, our universe is expanding. And don't mean to sound hippy-dippy-ish, but it's just, um, you know, facts are facts. You know, the, the six degrees of separation from all the good people is, uh, is the project, and we're, we're doing it. So we just want to thank Erica and Charlie and everybody at Norway who were just wonderful hosts and made it a, you know, a special day. You know, as there, helped open up the place, and, you know, we were there into the evening, and it was, uh, it was, one, it was one for the, the memories. You know, it was definitely a, a bucket list moment, so really excited to be able to, you know, kind of bring it full circle and return the favor, have Erica on the, the podcast. She'll be at the, the show, showcasing her art. If you're, you know, check her Etsy page out, you can see that amazing you know, like in Maine state print, you know, we're going to be getting one of those and putting it up here in the, the house or the studio. And just uh, remember, support your local artists, support your local breweries, drink local, make a friend, and uh, keep in touch. Until next week, we'll be here.